49ers cutback podcast time welcome to the show everyone and there's some interesting conversations that need to be had about the san francisco 49ers and some players that need to be playing in the divisional round normally when you get to the playoffs most of these decisions have been made most of these decisions are known uh, because you're playing at such a high level you know who your starters are but the 49ers have some unique position battles that are still happening. Normally, we talk about position battles during training camp, but with injury provides opportunity. And that's a lot of times when you get some of these position battles this far along in the season. But who can take advantage of that opportunity is another story. And a lot of times what happens is you get a very savvy veteran and you get a young player that are in the midst of these battles. The 49ers have more than one. I know Jair Brown is coming back uh, from the IR, and he's potentially set to retake his starting job next to Tashawn Gibson at safety. But then you have a veteran like Logan Ryan, who's been playing pretty well over the last couple weeks, and Steve Wilkes has talked glowingly about the way that he communicates and how his experience is very much needed on the football field. Then you look over at the offensive line, and you've had two young guards who have started from the beginning of the year, Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford, but as time has went on, both of them have sort of suffered injuries in this war of attrition that is the NFL. And with that, an opportunity for John Feliciano to step up and potentially take over one of those starting roles. Who starts in that matchup? That one's interesting. And then you have some decisions to make at the wide receiver position. Because for a while, Ray Ray McLeod was on the IR. Juwan Jennings was in concussion protocol. And when that happened, the 49ers had to bring Chris Conley from the practice squad to the active roster and sign him to the active roster. And you have Ronnie Bell there as well. Well, the 49ers' ability to play six wide receivers during the game, probably not going to happen. The 49ers are probably going to have to pick five. So you know you've got Debo, Ayuk, Dewan Jennings, and Ray-Ray McLeod. Who's the active player? Is it Danny? Is it Ronnie Bell? Is it Chris Conley, or I almost snuck it out there, is it Danny Gray, who's on the IR and looking to come back? His 21-day window is open and getting close to closing. They're going to have to make a decision on him really soon. That's where we're going to get into this episode and talk about some of the positions maybe that haven't been decided, or maybe let's see where some of these uh, coaches are leaning as far as where who's going to play where and how this is going to happen. Is it going to be rookies? Is it going to be young players? Is it going to be... Uh, veterans, it's all very interesting as the 49ers get ready for their divisional matchup against whoever may come, Green Bay, the Rams, the Eagles, or Tampa Bay. One of those four teams will be coming to Santa Clara for the divisional round, and the 49ers will have some of these guys out there. So like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already on the push for 5K, or for yeah, for 5K, if you feel like I deserve it. I appreciate your subscription always. If you're listening on audio platform, 49ers cut back on, believe. Please give it a five-star rating. And just like always, it's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen 
to your podcast. Uh, you guys really are the best. And if you're going to bet on the Super Wildcard Weekend, why not bet with Bet Online? With NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on top on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering info information anytime. Head there today and get in on the action to see all the updated odds. Remember to use your promo code Believe. That's B L E A V. Receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So this one is very interesting. I, I think that when you're talking about the safety position, it was a position that the 49ers felt really comfortable coming into the season. When you looked at it, you had depth. You had the starters up front that you felt very content with. You had Talano Fonga, the all-pro caliber uh, Talano Fonga, who was looking to build off his performance in his sophomore season and was really set to just take off to all new heights. And then you had the steady veteran, uh, Tashawn Gibson, who was always making the right plays, who communicated very well and could get turnovers. Tashawn Gibson was a ball hawk, and so we felt really comfortable with that. And then behind him, we had the young rookie, Jair Brown, that we had drafted out of Penn State, and we were feeling very good about him and how he was going to develop into the eventual replacement for Tashawn Gibson and play next to Ufonga for the next several years. We had our safety tandem of the future. And then you had George Odom, the special teams ace, and the depth player you knew you could count on. So the 49ers were set at safety. Little did they know that during the season, Tao Ufonga would get hurt. And when Tao Ufonga got hurt, it could have sent shock waves throughout this defense. Luckily, the 49ers have pillars of strength at all facets of this 49ers defense, whether that is guys like Armstead and Bosa on the D-line, or that's linebacker Fred, Fred Warner, or even Tashawn Gibson at the safety position. 49ers had guys to help get the team past a big injury to one of the most impactful players in Tao Nuifonga. And in step Jair Brown, and it was almost too easy. Uh, Jair Brown really came in and established himself right away. He made a couple really big plays against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the 49ers got a big victory, and he secured that victory with an interception in the end zone. And it looked like, wow, the 49ers have hit lightning in a bottle with Jair Brown. And Jair Brown's play over the next several weeks was very good. Was there games where he struggled? Absolutely. To be honest with you, the Philadelphia game could have been a bad game for Jair Brown. He was lost in coverage a couple of times, and there could have been some big plays. He was able to rebound for the rest of the season and look pretty good until he fell to injury. And then stepped in a veteran who the 49ers had brought in after an injury to George Odom for depth reasons, Logan Ryan. And Logan Ryan is a well-traveled individual. Spent a lot of time with the New England Patriots, and he won some Super Bowls for with Bill Belichick at, as far as playing corner. Uh, then he was with the Tennessee Titans, and he played there, including a transition to safety at some point playing for Mike Vrabel and that team. So he understands the Belichick system, the Belichick way. So he's well-traveled and seen a lot of different defenses and seen a lot of different offenses. So he definitely has the veteran ability to go through and see the different concepts that the offense is going to expect. So he spends last year with Tampa Bay, and this year he's on a cruise, and the 49ers call him and bring him in, and here comes Logan Ryan. 
And what were we going to get from Logan Ryan? Well, I mean, I think the thought was we were going to get a very capable backup, a veteran who could continue to help uh, Jair Brown, all the while making sure just in case something happened to Gibson or Brown that you felt comfortable at the safety position. Felt like you had a player that could do everything you needed him to do, and that's exactly what they got. So when Jair Brown went down, Logan Ryan stepped into the lineup. The questions were, what was Logan Ryan going to look like? He's a little bit older, uh, right? A la Tayshawn Gibson. Guy, you don't know exactly where they're at in their career. Are they washed? Are they ready to go? And so it was one of those most interesting things. Well, what I saw in his first game where he was in, well, I saw a guy that was very equipped to handle coverages. He looked very comfortable in his drops. He looked like he understood where players were going to be. And he really didn't get tested. Uh, there was no testing. They didn't really throw at him. And really, that's consistently been the case throughout his time starting for the 49ers. Teams are just not throwing his way. They've been going a different way. And, of course, it was an easier target against the Rams because Taylor Hawkins had his first start of, the, of his young career with no Tashawn Gibson. But what we saw in the game where Logan Ryan first started was a lack of ability to make plays around the line of scrimmage. Uh, he didn't look like he felt comfortable in run fits. He wasn't really getting up there and making tackles consistently. He was taking some bad angles. And I was starting to get worried about his abilities inside the box because the San Francisco 49ers like to employ a two-safety system where they can adjust, and it's really just by who calls it, right? Hufong used to call it, now it's Gibson. Uh, who calls it so that way you keep a defense or an offense guessing of who's going to be up and who's going to be back. And it gives you that versatility to switch late with motion or uh, to disguise coverages. So I was starting to worry about that. And then what I saw against the Rams was Logan Ryan really step up and play very solid in the box. There wasn't the, the comfort of having Tashawn Gibson handle all the box rolls. It was on Logan Ryan now to go out there and do it. And he did it in a very high, high level. I thought Logan Ryan looked good in this game. I thought he looked good in coverage. He looked good around the line of scrimmage. Uh, he was making some plays. And so it really brought up the question now with Jair Brown looking to come back, starting to practice this week, who starts between Jair Brown and Logan Ryan? And I think if you're talking about a player that can make explosive plays, a player that can fly from the safety position and make impressive tackles, uh, I think that's Jair Brown. I mean, Jair Brown has everything you want as a eventual stud NFL player in this league, a guy that could eventually be an impact player. Because when he gets downhill, he hits with authority. He's very good at filling in the, in the run game. Uh, he's good around the line of scrimmage, and he just packs a physical punch. With that being said, Logan Ryan gives you a different edge than Jair Brown in categories. Uh, when it comes to Logan Ryan, he just understands coverages. He doesn't get burned on the big play, at least as of yet. He knows where he's supposed to be. What I saw from Jair Brown was a player that in coverage sometimes could get flat-footed, could jump on routes, and then have something go over the top of him. So the questions for the 49ers are, hey, do we want a Jair Brown that can make an impact around the line of scrimmage, that flies around, that hits hard, that makes a lot of tackles, or do we want a veteran that's going to be in the right place at the right time and not get burned? 
Because what does Steve Wilkes talk about? He wants to limit explosives and make turnovers. Now, you probably have a better chance of getting a turnover at this point in, in his career with Jair Brown compared to Logan Ryan. But if you're talking about a guy that's going to be in the right spot at the right time, it's going to be Logan Ryan. So the 49ers have a real interesting uh, proposition here to determine. And when Kyle Shannon was asked about it, he was kind of coy with his answer. He did. He said, yeah, Jair Brown's getting back. He's going to work in. We're going to see where he's at. Uh, Logan Ryan's been really good for us. Uh, we like where he's at. We like you know who he is as a player. He's exactly who we thought he was going to be when we signed him. And so it kind of gives you that vibes like maybe they're still deciding. So I don't know exactly which way, way this one goes. But I won't be surprised if Logan Ryan ends up starting uh, the game for the 49ers in the divisional round. And they go with the two veteran safeties over a young upstart in Jair Brown. Uh, even though I think Jair Brown is, like I said, the more explosive, the guy that will fly down and absolutely destroy runners. I think that they feel Logan Ryan's a better communicator. Logan Ryan has a better feel uh, for zone coverage. Logan Ryan won't get beat deep. He won't make those big mistakes. And when it comes down to it, he'll make the right play at the right time. And I think ultimately that's what the 49ers want. They just don't want mistakes. And so we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying that it won't be Jair Brown. I'm just saying right now, I think the leaning would be towards Logan Ryan for this safety position, which I never thought I would say. But I do think the 49ers feel more comfortable with him at this point. And we'll see if that continues. Gibson and Ryan potentially being the safety options. Not that I don't see think we would see Jair Brown even if Logan Ryan started because uh, the 49ers could easily bring in a third safety. Jair Brown has proven to be physical around the line of scrimmage, and there's nothing that says you can't play all three of these guys. The way that the 49ers worked in Tauno Ufonga with Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Ward in 2021, you could definitely work in Jair Brown and just make sure that you, have, you feel comfortable with whatever role he's going to be in. I do think Jair Brown is the eventual... Stud, a replacement for Tashawn Gibson. I think he's got Pro Bowl and All Pro caliber ability, um, but I just wonder if he's a little bit ahead of time. If he went out there and he played good and he he played pretty well, but I don't know if the consistency is there yet from a young a young player. And we might get more consistency from Logan Ryan. And you might disagree with me, and that's okay. I just think it's right now that's what I'm seeing on film, and I wonder if that's where the 49ers go. Jair Brown starts great. I hope he plays stud, balls out, uh, does everything we need, because really that's all I want is the best possible player to be playing. Now let's shift it over to the offensive line. You've got John Feliciano versus Spencer Burford versus Aaron Banks. And the reason that I put all three into this and make it a triple threat match uh, per se is because Feliciano has started at left guard and right guard this season. When you're talking about injuries, Feliciano recently has been dealing with a little bit of a pack. Now, the expectation is he's day-to-day -day that he's going to be good and ready to go. Aaron Banks has been absolutely beat up uh, from a shoulder to a toe. He's been dealing with a lot, including him taking a couple weeks off during the season to try to get right. Came back a little early because Burford got hurt. Spencer Burford has dealt with injuries to both knees, and really that is the opportunity that Feliciano got to start because I think when Banks went out the belief was Feliciano was going to step in once Felici once uh, Banks was back Feliciano would step out when it came to Burford though Burford suffered the second injury on his knee Feliciano took over and the next when uh, Burford was back Feliciano was still starting 
So the only times that Banks has been out uh, and Feliciano's taken his role, Feliciano goes back to the right side in place of Burford. So it's interesting here because you have two young players in Banks and Burford, and Banks is in year three, Burford in year two. And I think Banks definitely looked fantastic early on in the season. Once the bumps and bruises of this season tar- started taking over, and he started dealing with some injuries and some things that slowed him down physically, I think that's when you saw Banks not playing at the level that we all expect him to play. When it comes to Burford, Burford struggled pre-injury. Uh, Burford just hasn't looked as good as we thought he was going to. I mean, I, I thought this could be a year where Burford elevated his game to Pro Bowl caliber. That didn't happen. I wonder how much of that is him changing his body. Last year, he was a little bit heavier. This year, he lost a little bit of weight and went about athletic athleticism. He does look athletic, and he still has everything you possibly want in a potential right guard in this league. But I wonder if right now John Feliciano is not the best option for the San Francisco 49ers at right guard. Uh, Feliciano has been very good against the run. He has been very efficient against the pass, too. He has not given up a sack yet, and he's went against some very talented football players. And let's be honest, in the divisional round, there could be some very talented interior uh, defensive linemen waiting. It's Tampa Bay. Hello, Vita Vea. Uh, you know, if it's Philadelphia, you've got plenty of talent. I mean, it's pretty much across the board in Philadelphia of guys that can get it done on the inside. And then you look over uh, at the Rams, and then there's Aaron Donald. So it's just a well-rounded group of individuals on the inside that you may have to deal with. But I think the 49ers want to be able to build a consistent run game. And I think building a consistent run game as far as uh, at a point of attack is better with Feliciano. As far as second level, Burford's athleticism is great. And as far as choosing between Burford and Banks, it really comes down to injury. If Aaron Banks is healthy, or at least you know 80%, whatever it is, um, I think you go with Banks. His big body has been good. He has real chemistry working with Trent Williams. And he looks, you know, when he's healthy, he looks pretty good. I think right now I lean towards the 49ers going with Banks and Feliciano as the starting guards. And it's not that I'm down on Burford by any means. I think Burford is, still has the ability to be a Pro Bowl caliber offensive lineman in this league. All the athleticism, all the talent, I just don't know if right now he can outplay Feliciano. And because this is the playoffs and this is the meritocracy, you are going to play the best possible player. So it's not about getting good reps for your rookies. That's why I had the conversation of Jair Brown you know, to Logan Ryan. Is it, Yeah, he played during the season. Jair Brown and Spencer Burford played a lot during the season. Now's not the time to make sure they get reps or make sure they get time or make sure they get experience. Now is the time to make sure you win. So you put out the best possible team you can. And I think at this point, John Feliciano is a better option at right guard than Spencer Burford. It doesn't mean that I won't believe that next year Burford can reestablish himself and take this role back because I do believe that's a case. Uh, so I think when the 49ers line up in the divisional round, it's going to be at left guard, Aaron Banks, and at right guard, it'll be John Feliciano. But Spencer Burford being ready to go in. And, I mean, that's, that's a really good situation for us as 49er fans and for the 49ers team. If something, heaven forbid, happens to Banks or Feliciano, you have Burford capable and ready to go in. If Banks goes down, Feliciano goes to left guard, Burford steps in at right, and you're you're feeling pretty confident because we've already seen both of those guys be able to play at a high enough level for you to win 
and win big in football games. Uh, so the 49ers have established themselves in that spot uh, to feel pretty comfortable about their interior offensive line. And heaven forbid something happens to Brendel, you have Feliciano to step in. The 49ers right now have a good situation in the internal part of the offensive line. So uh, pretty excited about that. So I think it will be Feliciano and Banks, just like I think it will be Logan Ryan. I'm leaning towards veterans right now at these key positions. When you get to the playoffs, you have to know you can count on them. And then the other one, here we go. Ding, ding. Uh, This one, I don't know if it should be a conversation, but it is uh, the fifth wide receiver spot. It seems to be a conversation every single year for the 49ers. Uh, But this one, it involves a rookie that a lot of fans are really, really fond of. Uh, Let's be honest. Roddy Bell has taken the 49ers fan base by storm the same way last year Jordan Mason did. And uh, people are very big fans of Roddy Bell. And Roddy Bell competes at a high level. He's had some really great moments this year, including that big touchdown catch against the New York Giants. And so I think he's definitely a part of this conversation. And then you've got Chris Conley, who the 49ers was cut, one of their last cuts during the during training camp. And then he ended up on the 49ers practice squad. He was elevated his maximum amount of times once injuries to Raymond McLeod and um, Jawan Jennings were going to keep them out for a while. They signed him to the active 53-man roster, and he's been doing pretty good. Good blocking. He had some good catches against the Rams. Of course, he did have a big drop, but I think all of the uh, backup wide receivers struggled a little bit. Ray Ray dropped. Uh, Ronnie Bell dropped. Ronnie Bell not running correct routes. Uh, but anyways, then I want to throw in Danny Gray because Danny Gray, even though he hasn't played during the regular season, I would normally think for sure the 49ers won't bring him on a IR. But here's the problem. The 49ers have consistently brought players off IR this year, whether that was Darrell Luter Jr., uh, whether that was Robert Beal Jr. Uh, they have just brought guys back, even though it was like, oh, I think they might leave them on that list the entire year. They have not. So the 49ers may bring Danny Gray back. Now, with that comes some roster implications that they would have to address. So I think that's a little bit more of a long shot uh, than the decision between the other two. But you have a Danny Gray that has tremendous amounts of speed and was showing some stuff during training camp in the preseason. Uh, I know he didn't get to play much in the preseason. In fact, I think he got hurt on the, the kickoff. So it may, must be me remembering training camp. But he it was showing some things. It was definitely improved from his rookie season. So we'll see about that. But part of the reason I think this is an actual conversation for the 49ers is I do believe Kyle Shanahan was not a fan of Ronnie Bell and what he did against the Los Angeles Rams. And I think there has been moments for Ronnie Bell that this has been the case this season. And the 49ers have a huge decision to make because with Jawan Jennings and Ray Ray McLeod back, you now have four wide receivers atop your depth chart. And the likelihood is only five will dress for the game. I don't know how many uh, playoff teams will keep six wide receivers active I know Bell and Chris Conley are very active on special teams, but you can find that from other players, and that's part of this conversation. George Odom is going to be coming back from his IR stint. 21-day window has been open for Odom. Now, the 49ers could cut a Chris Conley, put him back on the practice squad, and then try to elevate him as the playoffs progress. Or they could potentially just have those six guys stay on your active roster and make one of them inactive for the game. In that scenario, inactive for the game, I think Roddy Bell will begin to be inactive for the game because Conley's a better blocker 
and he plays special teams. And I know Bell's good at special teams too, but I think when it comes down to it, the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan are going to turn to veterans in this time of the playoffs. And though I have been impressed at times with Ronnie Bell, there have also been some negatives. I think we've seen that this season. And I think in a, you normally would say, well, Ronnie Bell's the backup punt returner. We need to keep Bell. But when you get to the playoffs, if something happened to Ray Ray McLeod, you would send back Kyle Juszczyk or Christian McCaffrey to handle the punt. They could fair catch it. They can make sure they get it because now they're not holding anything back. Right, Dan Fats? Uh, so I think in this situation, that's where I lean. I think it would be unfortunate for Danny Gray that he would spend the rest of the season on the IR and lose an entire year. But that's kind of the world we live in. Because if the 49ers were to go ahead and move on from Ronnie Bell, the likelihood is another team would pick him up and snatch him up. Do you want to lose him? I don't know if the 49ers want to lose him. I think the 49ers are definitely uh, taking, keeping their eye on him because I think he has looked a lot more like a seventh-round pick than maybe he did early on in the season. Some of the things he did in the return game, that's one thing. Uh, but just getting absolutely manhandled uh, when he was trying to run routes at times, that's a little discerning. Uh, so you got to be concerned about what he's doing, and it, you just got to take a look at what Ronnie Bell does uh, in, in this system. So I think it could be Chris Conley. Now, of course, like I said, if they don't want to lose Ronnie Bell and they want to bring Odom back, it might be that they have to cut the veteran and Chris Conley. Uh, that would be disappointing. Conley has been a very uh, good blocker for the 49ers. So tough decision to make at the wide receiver room, uh, but I think that decision is going to have to come down here pretty soon. The four years are going to have to look to make some roster moves. Number one, they want to get George Odom back uh, to their active roster so they have the fourth safety depth. Plus, they want to make sure they have him back so that he can help on special teams. He was brought here to be a special teams ace, and with him, they would have all their special teams aces together. But one thing I will say, Ronnie Bell has been very good on special teams. Chris Conley's been playing pretty well on special teams. Danny Gray is a very good gunner. Back, if you got Danny Gray back on this team, Gray and Womack would be the two best gunners, I think, in the playoffs. They are fantastic and fast. Uh, so we'll see what the 49ers ultimately decide to do. What do you think is going to happen? Is it going to be Jair Brown or Logan Ryan? going to be Feliciano, Burford, or Banks? Uh, do you think it's going to be Conley or, or Ronnie Bell as the fifth wide receiver, with the other being inactive? Or do you think the 49ers turn to Danny Gray? Let me know in the comment section down below i think it's a really interesting conversation like always like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already on that push for 5k and trying to get there before the end of the season or the super bowl uh so you guys can help me reach my goal this episode of 40 yards cup ad was brought to you by bet online where the game starts all throughout the week there's going to be more content so i hope you guys will come back by the channel as we continue to monitor uh bye week all the news that is going on in 49ers land and of course, after this weekend, we'll know who the 49ers play. We'll crank it into high gear as the 49ers prepare for the divisional matchup of the 2023-2024 NFL playoffs. I'm excited for all of it. So I'll catch you guys in the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers.